the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Every good leader must ask themselves, am I doing the most I can to make the greatest impact I can? Your church, business, and even our homes will rise and fall on leadership. So join the Renaissance Leadership Network at the 2017 Relevance Conference from November 16th through the 19th at Grace Church in Dumfries, Virginia. Learn how to stay in demand and maximize your influence as a leader. This dynamic conference will include daytime workshops and special evening sessions with world-class speakers and influencers, including Dr. Derek Greer, Dr. A.R. Bernard, Dr. Mike Freeman, Pastor John Jenkins, Pastor Dwayne Freeman, and more. The conference cost is minimal with daily rates and even an early registration discount. Don't miss it. Register today at rlnleadership.com slash relevance. That's rlnleadership.com slash relevance. Bring your leadership team with you and get ready to grow. with Dr. Derek Greer. We're glad you decided to join us today. Remember, you can get access to this message and a full library of teaching from Dr. Greer at gracechurchva.org. As we dive deep into the Word of God, we believe that it changes us and empowers us to think big, do big, and live big. This type of living will not only impact our lives, but will inevitably bless others. So our hope is that this broadcast inspires you to live big. Here's Dr. Greer. Amen. Open your Bibles to Samuel chapter chapter 6 and verse 1. And we have a, a lengthy narrative to, to look at today. He begins, Again David gathered. After rallying his uh, nation for war against the Philistines, the new king, David, was finally able to assemble his nation for peace. And in a troubled world, peace only comes through strength. And we may not want that to be so, but that's the way it, it is. And he gathered all the choice men of Israel, 30,000. I want you to get the picture here. He had led a 30-division army to escort the Ark of the Covenant, which was the symbol in this, at this time. God's presence. And he brought it to Jerusalem, which was the capital and the center of the nation. When God's presence is at the center, everything else has a way of just coming together. And David arose. David was not only a great political leader, he was the greatest worshiping warrior in history. 
And this worshiping king that, that you know, he, he defeated Goliath, he, 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 he had uh, led the armies. He said he went with all the people who were with him from Judah to bring up the ark of God. So again, get the picture. Multitudes have come out of the house. Basically, they didn't have television or anything. There were no distractions. So really, everyone in Judah came out of the houses and they saw this parade of soldiers. They saw parades of, uh, of priests, dancers, dignitaries. And all this was to bring a four foot long by two foot high and two foot wide little box. The significance of this box, though, had nothing to do with its size. What made it significant was the fact that it belonged to God. When my boys were, were, were little... They would go out on, on weekends, particularly when it snows or, or snow days, and they would shovel snow in our neighbor's driveway. Sometimes they'd even go out of the, the, the neighborhood. And one day, one of our neighbors, after the boys shoveled their driveway, he noticed that one of his shovels were, were, were missing. And he didn't realize his own kid was playing with his, his, his shovel. But first the son, but then the man came to my house thinking that my kids took his shovel. Now, I, I was polite the first five minutes of the conversation. I checked my garage twice, and he noticed that we, didn't, we, we had three shovels. So there was no need for my kids to take someone else's shovel. But after I checked the garage a couple times, and I'm trying to be as nice as possible, it became apparent as this man got more and more belligerent that he needed to understand that those two boys belonged to somebody that didn't also weigh 90 pounds. Anybody ever been in a situation like that? Yeah, yeah. We call God Father. We get the similitude of our fatherhood or uh, from God. Now, I tried nice, but if you push me too far, there is a side of me. Likewise, when you push God too far about that which belongs to him, there is a side of him. And it's a side you really don't want to get too familiar with in your life. Stay with me. This will have meaning in a little bit. So David took his army to bring up from there the ark of God, whose name is called by the what? Name. Now, that, that's interesting language. It, it, it's a name called by what? A name. So... Again, you, 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 you name a thing according to the one who owns it, like my body is called Derek. That's not the real Derek. The Derek is inside the body. It's my spirit. But here it's a double emphasis on the name or, or who this ark belonged to. And again, you, if you looked at the ark, you would just see an ark of wood covered in, in, in gold. But what made it significant was not the cost. It was its owner. Let me nail in this point again. Some kids were in New York City stealing cars on a Friday night. And they stole this one car. 
But then after they stole the car, they looked in the glove compartment box. They looked at who the car was registered to. It was registered to Tony Soprano. How many of you know that changed everybody in the car, their perspective? Everything shifted. When they, I know Tony Soprano's not real, but, but everything shifted when they understood who it belonged to. So he brought up from there the ark of God, meaning this ark belonged to whom? God, whose name is called by the name the Lord of hosts, who dwells between its or the cherubim. So the eternal God who, who is not constrained by time, the, the immense God who's not con- constrained by space, the transcendent God who's not constrained by time or space, bound himself somehow and for some significant reason to this box. Our size may be small, but the size of the God we represent is all that really matters. Stay with me. We're going someplace. This is going to take a few minutes. So they set the ark on a new cart. This was probably done very sincerely and from a genuine heart. But nonetheless, it was contrary to the instructions of Moses. Let's take a look at what Moses said. Number seven and verse seven. Scripture was clear. Two carts and four oxen he gave to the sons of Gershon, according to their service. These were Levites. And four carts and eight oxen he gave to the sons of Merari. These were also Levites, according to their service, under the authority of Ithmar, the son of Aaron, the priest. But watch this. But to the sons of Kohath, this was the tribe that was entrusted to take care of the uh, most important tabernacle furniture, including the ark. But to the sons of Kohath, he gave none, no carts, because theirs was the service of the holy things, the ark, which they carried on their what? Shoulders. So the priests were to show special respect to the ark by personally carrying it and not carting it. Can anyone see a problem beginning to emerge here? Second Samuel 6 and 3. So they set the ark of God, that should be on shoulders, on a new cart and brought it out of the house of Abinadab, which was on the hill. And Uzzah, remember that name because it's going to be important in a moment. And Ahio, the sons of Abinadab, drove this new cart. Now already they are in violation of God's law. But God remained patient. He was cool. And he's like, okay, I see what you're doing. But, but he was calm. Watch what keeps going. Watch what happens. Verse 5. Then David and all his house of Israel played music before the Lord on all kinds of instruments, on a fir wood harp, strings, instruments, tambourines, sistrums, and, and on the, the, the cymbals. And this is important here. They made some mistakes, but it seemed that God still accepted their, their worship. God does not require perfection before he receives our praise. But we can cross the line. And when they came to Achan's, Nacon's threshing floor, Uzzah, remember? This was the son of Abinadab. The ark had been stored in his father's home for, for maybe about 20 years or so. And when you live with something night and day, you can become a little casual with it. You can sometimes become a little bit too familiar with it. 
This is why I always keep in my mind, not only is pastor my wife, she's also God's daughter. And that helps to keep me straight. Do you understand what I'm saying? That was really light, but uh, okay. So he's, again, this, this thing, this, 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 this symbolic piece has been in his home. He's real familiar with it now. And he puts out his hand. Now, on the surface, this seemed like a good thing. It seemed like a good-hearted thing. It certainly seemed like an innocent thing. But as a Levite, this young man was a student of Scripture. He knew better than anyone else that the ark required special handling. Let's dig in a little bit more. Another verse in Numbers, chapter 7, 15. That's why it's good to read through the Bible, because you're going to be familiar with all these verses. Verse 15. And when Aaron and his sons have finished covering the sanctuary and all the furnishings of the sanctuary, when the camp is set to go, the sons of Kohath, that same name, shall what? Carry or come to carry them. So they're supposed to carry the ark, uh, the Levites, not oxen. Okay. But watch what God says. He's very specific about the ark. But they also, uh, they, they not only must carry it, but also they shall not touch any holy thing, namely the ark, lest they what? Die. How many of you know that's pretty clear? You see, the warmth of God's presence sometimes can make us forget he's holy. The warmth and, and, and how near he is can, can make us forget that he's God and we are just man. God will be our friend, but he is nobody's fool. And we have to be careful not to confuse kindness with weakness. Second Samuel 6 and 6. So Uzzah put out his hand to take the ark of God, and he took hold of it. Didn't, not just a touch, he grabbed it. And he did this, he thought he had good reason to, he wanted to help God. How many know God doesn't need our help? Well, he did this for the oxen had stumbled. But here's the deal. If they hadn't put the ark on a cart, pulled by oxen in the first place. This could have never, ever happened. But they kept pushing the envelope. Then the anger of the Lord was aroused against Uzzah. God had enough. When you know better, God expects better. And God as loving and as kind as he was, he made a promise in his word. They that touch it shall die. How many know God will keep his word? And God struck him there for his error, and he died by the ark of God. God gives life, but scripture teaches that he also has the right and capacity to recall life if necessary. I know there's not a shouting message yet, but it's going to get a little bit better, but, but this is important. And David became angry because of the Lord's outbreak against Uzzah. Talk about ruining a mood. All the nation is out 
in the street. Soldiers are in, in uniform, pressed and, and sharped, and, and the priests decked out in their priestly garments and, and the many colors. There's all beautiful music. There's dancing. The air is full of excitement and celebration, but somebody chose to walk too close to the edge and ended up dead. And we could get too familiar with the holy and end up in a similar situation as Uzzah. And David called the name of the place Perez Uzzah to this day, literally meaning out against, outburst against Uzzah. And said, David was afraid of the Lord that day. God had to check even David's attitude about the holy. He had to stop them from taking his word too lightly, lest even something worse happen. But once God got serious, once God proved himself judicial, all of a sudden everyone's attitude changes. And I want you to watch David's response. David's about to ask a question he should have asked in the first place. And sometimes God has to be tough with us to remind us that he's God. And if he remains as lax as he has been, we are going to only hurt ourselves in a bigger way. In this instance, only uh, Uzzah died. But if God let Uzzah get away with, the whole nation might have to die at some point. Because people would stop taking God seriously. So now David asks a question because a reverential awe and fear of God came on. He said, you know what? I realize who I'm messing with here. And he asked a question, how can the ark of God, what, come to me? So, so now he finally said, you know what? I'm going to research in the God's word how to handle God's presence before I try to mess with it again. Now, success comes from doing what's right the right way and at the right time. And, and, and David at this point said, you know what? No more license. Let's find out what God's word says. And then that's the way I'm going to do it. And what happens sometimes is we feel the love and the warmth and the, just the kindness of God. And we keep pushing the envelope. And we take his kindness for weakness. And then when finally he puts his foot down, I was like, God, how did you let that happen? He said, didn't I write it down? It's not like it was just some idea, you know, written in the sand that disappeared. God wrote it down in a book. And then he required every king to read the book, even to write down themselves the words of the book. So everyone was, again, familiar with the book. So David would not move the ark of the Lord with him into the city of David. So David's angry, but also some of what's going on is, David's feeling, you know, well, things didn't go as I planned, so, so I quit, Lord. I, I, I give up. God, you're just too difficult. I'm going to take all my toys off the playground, and I'm going to go home. But again, I would sympathize with David, but it wasn't like God hadn't written it down. How much clearer could God have been when he said, the man who touches shall what? Die. Proverbs 19 and 3. I said it would get better. It seems to be getting worse, but it's still helpful. <laughs> It says this, a person's own folly leads to their ruin, 
but their heart rages against the Lord. God, I know I'm not doing what you told me to do, but I'm mad at you because the promises that you, you gave me in my life are not coming to pass. Here's what I learned. An error made over and over and over again is not a mistake. It's a decision. Thank you. Thank you. Second Samuel 6 and 10. I'm just cut you just a little bit. So David took it aside to the house of Obed-Edom the Gittite. He said, ah, you know what? I got to figure this thing out. And it says, the ark of the Lord remained in the house of Obed-Eden, the Gittite, for three months. And some people would take the outbreak against, uh, that, that God had against Uzzah and say, well, God's mean, God's cruel, God's harsh. But Uzzah made God do that. And when God is tough, when God is harsh, when God seems rough, it's always because we made him do that. God will be the God we need him to be. If we understand nice, he'll do nice. But if you only understand rough, he knows how to do that too. Stay with me. It said, and the Lord bless Obed-Edom in all his household. So David saw God was still in the blessing business. It's just that Uzzah got out of the obedience business. Now it was told King David, say, the Lord has blessed the house of Obed-Eden. Let me pause here. I'm in this verse for a reason. Actually, it's a very personal reason. This week in my prayer time, God was saying to me, son, I'm about to release my presence in a very new, a very fresh, and a very real way. But you need to remember that that presence is mine. You know, even how many of you read, you know, did, did your Bible challenge this week? Yeah. Did, did you notice in the book of Joshua, it might have been chapter three, I'm not sure. When they crossed the Jordan, the Levites put the ark on their shoulders and they carried it into the middle. But if my memory serves me right, the people had to stay 3,000 cubits away from the ark of the covenant. That's more than a half mile. And, and sometimes we can make the holy common. And God was saying, you need to honor my presence and respect it as belonging to me. And here's the deal. When we start acting like that anointing is my anointing, that presence is my presence and, and this success is my success. We've gotten too close to the ark. In fact, we might even reached out and touched it. And what God is saying in this season, he's about to release such power, success, that some of us might get a little bit crazy and start thinking that somehow it was bishop, somehow it was, maybe it was the worship team, maybe it's those, no, 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 no. I'm keeping my half mile. Do you hear what I'm saying? I'm keeping that distance, that rightful distance, even though he's near. 
between the God that makes everything work. You know, I love my kids. In fact, it's kind of been a week like that. And I'm a daddy that's near. But you keep pushing that. We can laugh. I can snatch you up. But God the Father is the same way. You can sit on my lap. We can go out. I'll give you money. We'll laugh. We'll joke. But don't you forget. I am your father. You hear what I'm saying? And sometimes the goodness of God can cause us to forget. Now it was told King David saying, the Lord has blessed the house of Obed-Edom and all that belongs to him because of the ark of God. God wants to bless us more than we, we even want to be blessed. But if we listen more, he could bless us more. Stay, pay attention. So David went. David realized God was not the problem. We're the problem. And if we just respect him, honor him, and salute him, and let him move, you know, and put his arm around us, hug us, and then don't take that as a license to go crazy, you know what I'm saying? You are listening to the Live Big Broadcast with Dr. Derek Greer. We pray that you are inspired to think big, do big, and live big. Our goal is to compel you to live in a way that overflows and blesses those around you. Find out more about this broadcast, Grace Church, and Dr. Derek Greer at gracechurchva.org. Dr. Greer and his wife, Pastor Yermitu, invite you to meet them at Grace Church in Dumfries, Virginia for vibrant worship, Bible teaching, and fellowship each Sunday and Wednesday. Click gracechurchva.org for service times, directions, and much more. Again, that's gracechurchva.org. This has been Live Big with Dr. Derek Greer. This has been Live Big with Dr. Derek Greer. Watch the Live Big broadcast Monday through Friday and every Sunday. Check your local TV listings or visit gracechurchva.org for the broadcast schedule. That's all the time we have. But until next time, remember, you have what it takes in Christ to live big. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.